Welcome to the Johannesburg Church of Christ podcast. In these podcasts, we seek to know Christ and to make him known to all nations and people. In the midst of these unprecedented times the world faces, we wish to encourage you with a thought for you to cut through your day. May today's message bring about peace in your thinking through Christ. Hi, thank you for joining me in this short devotional. I'd like to share a few thoughts with you about the spiritual discipline of celebration. For some of you, celebration comes easy and you may wonder how it could possibly be described as a discipline. But if you think carefully, you'll realize that it does indeed transform us towards being like Jesus. Growing up, birthdays and special days were not celebrated beyond the preteen years in my home. And the church I grew up in did not clap hands during singing. Actually, you were supposed to stand dead still. I still recall the sense of wonder I felt when I came to our church the first time and experienced every service, every meeting as a celebration. Celebration in the spiritual sense could be defined as utter delight and joy in ourselves, our life and our world as a result of our faith and confidence in God's greatness, beauty and goodness. Let me repeat that. Utter delight and joy in ourselves, our life and our world as a result of our faith and confidence in God's greatness, beauty and goodness. Joy in ourselves, in our life, in our world? Is that even possible, you may ask? This is precisely where celebrating God's goodness in the midst of difficulty, uncertainty or even tragedy transforms our perspective. In Acts 5, we read that after the disciples had been flogged and ordered not to speak in the name of Jesus, that they left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. We don't need to search very far in either the Old or the New Testament to encounter celebration. We quickly discover that God would regularly use celebration and festivals to shape the character of his people, to differentiate them from the surrounding nations. In Exodus 5, verse 1, it describes that Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go, so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness. In Deuteronomy 14, verse 26, God commands his people, Then you and your household shall eat there in the presence of the Lord your God and rejoice. In Leviticus 25, God decrees that every 50th year would be a jubilee year. He had already decreed that every seventh year was a Sabbath year, a year when fields were left fallow to rest and recover. God promised to provide enough in the sixth year to fill the stores and carry them through to the Sabbath year. Now, every seven cycles of Sabbath years, the Israelites were to leave the the fields fallow for another second year in a row, two years of trusting in God's provision. The year of Jubilee was to be a celebration, but this celebration required full trust in God. This was a hard year to survive, 
depending on the size of the crops in the prior years. It was also a year of releasing slaves and indentured servants and giving property back to its original owner. So, in a year of great fear for survival, much change, giving up your land or moving from where you've always lived, God called His people to joyfully celebrate. You see, to find true celebration and joy, you must fully trust and obey God. Only through that trust and obedience can you know true joy, letting go of all your cares because you trust that God is in charge. In 2 Samuel 6 verse 14, it says that David was dancing before the Lord with all his might. I've often imagined what that would look like in the context of our worship services. Would you have felt uncomfortable with that, with David dancing with all his might right next to you on a Sunday morning? Or would you have joined right in? In Luke 15, where in the parable of the lost son, we encounter the word celebrate four times. Disappointment with how one's life has turned out can slowly change a Christian from being like the younger son to being like the older son. You see, resentment, a lack of gratitude and perspective can rob you of the joy of celebration. Celebration is part of the Christian life. After all, Jesus went to a wedding and provided fine wine in John chapter 2. Jesus decided that his first miracle would be making sure that a celebration does not come to a premature end. The woman with the alabaster jar poured a perfume over Jesus' feet in extravagant love in Luke chapter 7. During communion, we celebrate our unity and the forgiveness available in the body and blood of Jesus. Weddings and baptisms are celebratory events in the life of the church family. Easter is the penultimate celebration of the Christian faith, a declaration that resurrection is possible. And we all wait for the ultimate and unending celebration of our faith, the return of Jesus, his complete rule and reign over his kingdom, and endless worship and service to our God in a diverse community. Let us pray together. Our Heavenly Father, please help us to celebrate our faith and confidence in your greatness, your beauty and your goodness. We see your goodness in every meal we eat, in every meeting of the body, in every birthday, in every wedding. We see your goodness in every baptism. Please help us to see you in everything. Amen.